Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. Today, we are talking about the hope of Christmas. Now, I love Christmas time of year. I love the traditions of it, but it always makes me reflect back onto growing up as a little girl. And my dad, who was our senior pastor, my mom was a school teacher, they would invite the entire church congregation over to our home every year for an annual Christmas open house. I enjoyed standing at the top of the stairs and just taking in the sights of everyone sardined in elbow to elbow in our humble home. I enjoyed the smells of the hot wassail and all of the freshly baked cookies that kept being brought brought out to be placed on the table for everyone to enjoy. And then, of course, the sounds of the evening, the laughter, the chit-chat, just the overall fellowship. I think this is really where I learned to enjoy being a hostess and serving others, was just taking in everything that took place in our, our annual Christmas open house evening. Now, the only two things that I don't think I was too keen on was, one, my room served as the playground for the night. So as I would go in after the party was over, my room would be destroyed and my mom would just sweetly tell me, it's okay, Holly, you can just clean it up in the morning. (laughs) But it was a mess. And then the second thing was I was in charge of the coats for the whole night. So it doesn't sound like a big deal. I get that. But these guests would give me their coats. I was supposed to go up and put them on my parents' bed. Not hard. But it was the end of the night when everyone wanted their coat back. And they would give me the same description of, yeah, it's the black leather coat. I would go up to my parents' bed, and on that pile would be a heaping mound of about 100 black leather coats. And now looking back on that, I kind of feel like Oprah of, you get a coat, and you get a coat, and you get a coat. But honestly, I wasn't really ever sure if the people got the right coats and ended home with the right one. So not sure if I passed or failed on that one. But either way, it was just a fun and enjoyable evening and something that when I got married and we bought our first home, that was one of the very first traditions that I implemented in our home was having an annual Christmas open house, something I still do today and have loved just welcoming people into our home, loving on them, serving them however I may, and just letting them know that they are wanted, that they have a place to belong, and they are cared for. But I realize that not everyone enjoys this time of year. For some, it's a financial burden. The gifts that you have to buy, the entertaining that goes into it, the, the pressure of having to keep up with the Joneses and the cards that you have to send out and the expectations of the whole season, it can just feel like a financial burden. For others, it's the loneliness. Their family isn't in their city or state or can't make it to visit them this year or them to go out and see their family. Or perhaps you're a single mom or single dad or single woman or single man. And this time of year just makes you feel alone. Or maybe it's the memories. You miss a loved one this time of year. Or perhaps you had a rough Christmas growing up or childhood or whatever it might be. But the memories are just a little bittersweet or even for some, just a little too bitter. I empathize with you. I greatly empathize with you. Growing up, I I had the perfect upbringing. I had two godly parents who loved each other and loved us kids, and they were faithfully wed to each other, even celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. I 
met and married my middle school sweetheart. We married six years after high school, got our college degrees and ended up in our careers first. And then we went on to to have two beautiful children together. And I look back and I truly don't feel like life could have been more perfect. But then 2011 came and my dog was diagnosed with bone cancer. And we fought through that bone cancer with him as if he was our firstborn child. And just shortly before Christmas, we lost him to the disease. And I remember the the pain of losing our dog, but I kept feeling within that pain, the fear that another shoe was about to drop. In 2012, I discovered some things that were happening within my marriage and my husband left. And the day after Christmas that year, he served me with divorce papers And I remember just being filled with so many questions and unanswered questions of what was going on and the whys. And I just had to cling to a hope that God would see me through everything that was happening. In 2013, Satan won my marriage shortly after Christmas and the divorce was final. It was only months later that the job that I had that allowed me to be a stay-at-home mom with these two babies, I learned that it was being eliminated and I lost my job. Found myself there as a single mom with two kids and no job and I clung to the hope that God would provide. In 2014, my mom, who was a tea connoisseur, was out to lunch one day and she went to go take a sip of her tea when she suddenly spit it out and later discovered that what was thought to be put in there as sugar was actually pure lye. She ended up being life-flighted to a local ICU burn unit, and there she was in a coma for a week, and then she was actually there in the burn unit for two weeks. And it was a nightly battle, not knowing if she was going to live. And we had to cling to the hope that God would protect her, that God would protect our family. Gratefully, she lived and by a miracle, she walked out of that hospital. And in 2015, right after Christmas, I learned I was going to need a major hip surgery. Now, the surgery we thought was going to take a week recovery. I had a disease when I was younger called leg perthes, and I was informed that later on in life I would need this surgery, but it came a little bit earlier than expected. And this one week thought of bed rest ended up turning into six weeks of bed rest as a single mom with two young children. And I cannot tell you how grateful I was for my parents who helped me with my young children, but then also to my brother who took us in as I had to avoid the stairs on my own house. And just as I was recovering from that trial, we learned that my dad was diagnosed with an incurable cancer of multiple myeloma. And shortly before Christmas, we almost lost him a couple of times but we had to cling to that hope of healing. Thankfully, he went into remission. And as we went into 2016, you can imagine I was developing a fear of Christmas, not for the holiday itself, but because something always seemed to happen. The shoes seemed to always drop just around or shortly after that time. Well, as we went into 2016 and 2017 and 2018, they surely did not let up as I found myself in a near three-year unwanted legal battle. 
And as it started in about 2016 and intensified in 2017, I found myself in 2018 laying prostrate before the throne of God and releasing all of my dreams and having to fully live each moment by his strength alone. Yes, I had to cling to that hope that he is my strength and that he will never leave my side. The next year, 2019, just after Christmas, my mom was diagnosed with brain cancer, glioblastoma. And just a short eight months later, she passed away. After losing my mom, my best friend, my neighbors, we live houses apart. So much change was happening And I had to cling to that hope that he, God, is my one constant. See, in Genesis 50, verse 20, we're told that what Satan has meant to harm us, God can use for our good. Now, this was not the path that I had chosen. As a child, I wanted to graduate high school and college and get married and have kids and be a stay-at-home mom and just serve God as a family. But now when I think of Christmas, I think of when life began to unravel from the securities of life and the plan that I had. My life verse is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And it says that we are to trust the Lord in all things and that we don't have to understand it, but we are to follow his plan. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him And he will direct your path. Perhaps you can relate. Perhaps your path has not gone as planned. Well, neither did Mary's. She was pregnant before marriage. The fear she must have faced, the criticism and loss of friendships, relationships. Or there's Abraham being asked to sacrifice his only son. And yet he walked up that lonely path, not understanding what he was being asked to do but faithfully following through with it. And then, of course, Esther, her parents passing away, having to go live with her uncle, then only to be taken from her uncle to wed the king, and then put in a position to have to step up and step out to risk saving a nation, and yet perhaps jeopardizing her own life. And yet she came to realize perhaps all that she had been through was for such a time as this. Jeremiah 29, 11 reminds us that God has our good. He sees our path and he is our hope. As it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God shows us in Isaiah 61, 3 that he can turn our ashes into beauty. This Christmas, may we be reminded that he is our hope. The hope of 1 John 5, 13 through 14. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. The hope of 1 Peter 1, 3 through 6. Blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, 
who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The hope of Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work so that no one can boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Or even the hope of 2 Corinthians four sixteen through 18. So do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. We have the hope in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the hope that he will see us through the hope that he is our provision, the hope that he is our protector, the hope that he is our healer, the hope that he is our strength and he will never leave our side, and the hope that he is our constant. Yes, my friends, we have the hope that is the Christ of Christmas. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review, or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollycurby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.